Hey everyone, this is Ian Shapiro, and you are listening to Politics Explained. This is a podcast where I talk about politics, and I talk, well, probably too much about politics, but one of the things that I like to do is I like to go to every single news source available that I think has, you know, a modicum of integrity uh, left in it, and I go ahead and take those and I aggregate them to try to get a better, more nuanced picture of different political issues going on. Uh, also, in my spare time, I'm a political scientist who likes to actually study questions in politics, collect data, devise theories, propose hypotheses that help to test those theories, you know, all that fun scientist stuff. But anyway, today what I want to talk about is I want to do a deep dive into the state of our healthcare debate in the United States, right? So, you know, Obama is gone from office. We now have the Trump administration finally heralding in this Republican call to repeal and replace Obamacare, of course, Obama's signature piece of health care legislation. However, we've seen throughout the last few months that Republicans are having some trouble, well, deciding what to repeal and replace Obamacare with. We at first had a failed attempt with the House of Representatives to get support for a bill, at which point uh, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan went ahead and said that Obamacare was going to be the law of the land for the foreseeable future. Well, a few months later, a few weeks later, he decided, you know what, never mind, that was stupid of me to say, we're gonna pass this uh, Republican health care bill through the House. Uh, that was the American Health Care Act, if you recall. And the CBO report for that bill said that if passed by the year 2026, uh, about 23 million Americans would no longer have health insurance compared to, uh, you know, what who would be insured under the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. Uh, just last month, we kind of saw the Senate taking a stab at health care with Mitch McConnell after having himself and about 12 other Republican senators kind of writing in private. That was kind of a, a nagging point for Democrats in the public. It was like, oh, this bill's being written in private. Uh, Mitch McConnell brings this health care bill to the public eye, brings it up for a CBO report, the Senate version, which is called BICRA for some reason, which is strange because there's already a law that is called BICRA. It's about bipartisan campaign finance reform. It's not at all about healthcare, so that's just kind of a weird thing that happened. Whatever, that's inside baseball. You don't care about that. So anyway, the Senate brings up their version of the House healthcare bill, and to some extent, it's even worse for the groups that the House bill was going to be bad for. So all in all, when I look at these bills and compare them with the current law of the land, Obamacare, there's a few sticking points that I think a lot of people are interested in. And the first one is, you know, A, who's going to be left uninsured and who's going to have insurance still if one of these bills or something like them passes and becomes law. So let's see, uh, who is insured? Uh, number two, what does this mean for people who are on something like Medicaid or if you have pre-existing conditions, right? So like, what is your new eligibility to be insured? Not just who's going to have it, who's going to lose it, but also, you know, can you get it? post this new uh, GOP version of American healthcare. And then the other thing that people are really interested in that I've seen is 
what does this bill do to stabilize the individual marketplace, right? This is the area of healthcare that Republicans are referencing when they talk about Obamacare being in a death spiral. So I think on Politics Explained today, we want to talk about these things. Who's going to lose healthcare? Who is still eligible for healthcare? And what does the individual marketplace have to do with all of this? And is it in a more stable place after accounting for this new Republican healthcare bill? I'll be doing that in addition to talking about some of the politics of healthcare, in addition to just in addition to uh, you know the policy that it actually is. Uh, so we'll get to all that in just a moment. Hey everyone, this is Ian Shapiro, the dude that usually hosts Politics Explained on Anchor. Uh, if you haven't heard yet, there is a new podcasting feature on the Anchor app where you can actually take your segments, turn them into episodes, and then upload them onto places like iTunes and Google Play. And, and you know, Anchor makes it incredibly easy for basically anyone to have their own podcast, which is super amazing. Uh, I just wanted to let you know before we get to the second half of my healthcare discussion that uh, I think the way Politics Explained is going to be using this feature is on Sunday. Days, I'm either going to be taking my best episode of the week and putting that up onto iTunes, or if there's particularly interesting segments throughout the week, I'll cobble those together into their own episode and put them into some kind of meaningful podcast, long form, yada, yada, yada. So... Uh, if you want to, uh, you can just check out Politics Explained on you know wherever I t- or wherever podcasts are sold, and uh, there's probably already about six or seven episodes up there for download. There's a few that are our regular format where we talk about the news and kind of analyze what's going on, and then there's other uh, interviews that I've done with scholars and data scientists who work intimately with the political world and are nice enough to share their insight with me and, by extension. You, the listener of Politics Explained. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the show. uh, And uh, I'll have more updates on the podcast of Politics Explained as the days wear on. Uh, And now, back to the politics. Okay, we're back with Politics Explained. We're talking about healthcare. Uh, first of all, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to the different you know citations, websites, sources that I'm using that I've kind of aggregated all this information from. Uh, you can check out some of these sites if you're interested in going more in depth and checking out some of their analysis on these particular topics in American healthcare. Uh, I've looked at PolitiFact, Washington Post, New York Times, NPR, the actual CBO reports, right? So government websites to actually get this information. Uh, I've also looked at things like Pew Research data. Uh, Let's see, I also uh, go to Kaiser Health News, which is a great independent source if you're specifically looking at news on healthcare. Uh, These are all really great sources. I looked at a few other ones, uh, but these are the big ones that I go to when I see a story and I say, hey, I want to kind of see what everyone is saying about this and then take the commonalities among all those stories and kind of report on that stuff. Because, you know, if there's commonalities across all these different mediums and they're all saying the same thing, then there's a higher level of confidence that the part of the story is actually reliable. Hey, there's a little bit of uh, methodology to my aggregation. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, But let's get to the actual content that people are talking about with healthcare. 
So one aspect of the Congressional Budget Office report for both the House and the Senate bill that have been kind of publicly damning is this big headline number that 22 to 23 million people by 2026 will have lost their health care. Now, generally, there are two sources of people losing their health care. The first is people getting kicked off of Medicaid, and the second is that people will just go on being uninsured by choice. So Speaker of the House Paul Ryan has argued that a lot of individuals who become uninsured under the you know, Republican health care design are becoming uninsured by choice. You see, under Obamacare, if you do not have health care, you have to pay what's called the individual mandate. So during tax season, you're actually asked the question now, like, do you have health care? What health care is it? How long have you had it? If you don't have it, how long have you been uninsured? And if you answer kind of incorrectly to any of those uh, questions, then you are fined anywhere from like 500 and up dollars, depending on how much money you make, right? So there's like a, a floor of how much money you have to pay. And then that goes up progressively as you make more money and decide to not have any kind of health insurance. So, you know, I take this with a grain of salt, everything I hear. So Paul Ryan says it's because a lot of people are losing health care because they're choosing not to. Democrats are saying, no, you're kicking people who are poor and disabled and uh, you know elderly off of Medicaid. And uh, I wanted to know what the actual numbers looked like. So we have this 22, 23 million people to work with. So what proportion of those people would fall out of having health care because of kind of the Paul Ryan choice story and how many of them would fall out because of more of a Democrat story of, no, you're kind, you really are actually kicking these people off. Well, it looks like about 7 million of those people over the next 10 years would choose to go off of any kind of medical insurance, you know, just by pure choice. They're not actually being kicked off off as some Democrats would kind of characterize the whole situation. However, two-thirds of the newly uninsured individuals by the year 2026, that's about 15 million people, would be kicked off because of cuts to the Medicaid program. The next aspect of the new health care bills that are going through the House and the Senate and that whole process, I want to talk about this idea that they are taking money away from the poor and giving that money in the form of tax cuts to the rich, this kind of reverse Robin Hood scenario. So the Senate plan does cut general Medicare, uh, sorry, me medical costs uh, to the tune of about $770 billion dollars over the course of a decade. So over the course of a decade, that's how much money is being taken out of kind of Medicaid expansion. So where is this money going? Well, yeah, it, it actually is cutting taxes that were put on individuals during Obama's Affordable Care Act, right? So Obamacare did put taxes on well-to-do individuals. That's individuals making over $200,000 a year or couples making over $250,000 a year. Obamacare also levied taxes on insurance companies, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, also medical device makers. And by eliminating these taxes, uh, you actually lose about $540 billion in government revenues.